The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and P&G's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's right, it's spooky week, it's, it can happen here. Uh, those were ghost noises, if you hadn't realized. And that must mean that today we are doing a podcast about mass graves. What's going on? What the fuck's happening in the background? There's That's some like running water. The sound. There's running water. We've summoned a fucking spirit. Where's that coming from? Yeah, what the fuck? I don't hear it. I don't, I don't hear anything, guys. You're just... You don't hear it? No. Okay. It's gone now, right? Yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> It's the podcast where we convince Garrison that, <laughs> that there's a ghost in the uh, Zoom machine. It's okay. I could, I could like do a, I could do a lesser vanishing of the pentagram if we really want to. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm no, not worried. I like the pentagram. It's, uh, it's what I'm tattooing on my children. Oh, oh nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, you haven't done the forehead though. Like a coward, you've done the, the arm. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, elbow, elbow is the way to go. <laughs> so, Garrison, what do you know about mass graves? Um, never been to one, to my knowledge. Uh, mm. 
I he, they they seem like they're not great. Usually they're a signifier that something something not great happened. A little bit of an oopsie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can can be a way to hide one's mistakes. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, where would you have yet to guess where the biggest mass grave in the world is? Where where would you go for? Well, I know there's a lot of big ones in Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, if I'm gonna guess, yeah, I'm they gonna call s- those schools in Canada, don't they? They should. Right, they right. should. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say like Russia maybe has like a biggest mass grave. I don't know. That's just like off the top of my head. No, it's not. It's uh, you got to guess, Shireen. Oh no, I I know where the biggest cemetery is, but I guess that's very different. Than okay, a where mass is grave. where is the biggest cemetery? Iraq. Oh, really? Okay. Rock has the world, and it's supposed to be haunted, so. Ooh. <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, this one is not haunted, but as far as I can tell, it's the biggest mass grave in the world, uh, about 34,000 people. Um, and this wow. is in Spain. Spain does not get enough credit for its mass graves, in fact. Uh, second only to Cambodia in the number of mass graves that it has. Spain has about 115,000 people who were forcibly disappeared and are still buried in unidentified graves. But about 34,000 of them are buried in the place we're going to talk about today, which is the Valle de los Caídos or the Valley of the Fallen. So the Valle de los Caídos is not only a mass grave, but it's also a Catholic basilica. Uh, It's also the largest basilica in the world. uh, And it was built by one... Francisco Franco, who was the dictator of Spain from the nineteen from nineteen thirty nine until nineteen seventy five, uh, and it was also his own grave until twenty nineteen, when Spain dug him up, put him in a helicopter, flew him across the country so that no one could uh, like car bomb or protest or otherwise uh, desecrate his corpse, and buried him in another grave. Uh, so that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, the Valle de los Caídos, it, it means Valley of the Fallen, right? Uh, incidentally, there's a film called Valley of the Dead, which has anyone else seen this? Or is it just me who decided to curse himself? Okay. Just it, you. Just me. <laughs> more the shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Many more people should be enjoying Spanish Civil War zombie fiction movies uh, in, in which both sides come together to fight against the greater foe of the undead. Um, not actually a thing that happened. So it's Sadly. the Valley of the Undead. Yeah, it could be called the Valley of the Undead, but they didn't they didn't quite get that far. Uh, some of the least spectacular dubbing I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> like, like, I'm used to watching like English stuff dubbed in Spanish, but I don't think I've before seen something Spanish dubbed in like really cringe American English. It's not it's 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 not great. No, it's not but in a sense it is also great. But okay, uh, okay. Uh, in you know, in in a sort of uh, enjoyably bad sense. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it is it is very funny. It's on Netflix. It's free. Uh, Mal Naziros, I think it was called in Spanish, but uh, Valley of the Dead in in English. Uh, so yeah, people should check it out if they want a different spooky film to watch this Halloween. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the Valley of the Fallen. It was built under Franco's direction as kind of this national act of atonement for the Civil War. Um, at first, he said it was like, going to be a memorial to both sides, so thus like Valley of the Fallen. Uh, but it's, well, first, it was supposed to be a memorial to the martyrs of his glorious crusade against the Reds, against Stalinism, against Satanism, uh, against all the things that are bad, according to Franco's. But 
it wasn't really it was just a giant monument to franco's national catholic ideology which kind of fuses the nation and the church in this one massive ball of terrible shit it's designed in the neoclassical style which fascists love fascists love the neoclassical style because they can like draw these direct lines between themselves and the empires of antiquity right and except without the fucking paint because they're cowards and fools and they need <laughs> yes. look white because they're tiny babies <laughs> this is true yeah yeah they uh they never did the thing where they like bedazzled their statues like <laughs> the the greeks and the romans did more is a shame someone should bust in there with some glitter spray paint and uh tart it up a bit they haven't done that unfortunately look return to tradition make your statues look cringe <laughs> yeah that's how they're supposed to look <laughs> don't worry that the statues do look cringe uh, but unfortunately they, they're not shiny uh which is disappointing it's built of granite though which i guess is kind of a return to tradition uh it was built very near uh the escorial which is like the resting place and, and palace of the kings of spain uh and that's because franco wants to draw a link between himself and uh philip ii right philip ii was the king of spain uh who at the time that he ruled, ruled every continent that was known to European people, uh, or ruled territory, which is great, which is not a problem, of course. Uh, it's in fact good. <laughs> An inbred old Spanish dude uh, was ruling over places that he couldn't really conceive of and had never visited, and there are no problems with that. Okay, so uh, work begins on Valle los Caídos in 1940, right? It's a year after the end of the Spanish Civil War. Uh, and Franco decrees that he's going to make this memorial to the glorious National Crusade against the Reds. And unbelievably, he wanted work to be finished in a year, which uh, obviously he's not operating in like reality because he's a piece of shit. But uh, it, 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 it took 20 years to build, right? So it, it was off by... <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Big construction understander, Francisco Franco. Unlike... Uh, King Philip, he couldn't plunder the entire uh, labor and capital of the Americas to build his folly. Uh, and instead, he relied on the forced labor of about 20,000 prisoners of war. Uh, these were former Republicans, right? Uh, and they were forced to build a church. Obviously, uh, many of them did not like the church and were not really very fond of building what is now the biggest Catholic cathedral in the world, actually. And it has the biggest cross in the world, which it shocked me that the biggest cross in the world wasn't in the United States. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure Ted Cruz is actively working on it as we speak. Uh, or Joe Arpaio. Yeah, someone, yeah I, I feel like if you like walked around my hometown and told people that the biggest cross in the world was a Catholic one, they would immediately spend $20 trillion building a bigger one. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, the only thing that could convince them to defund the police would be <laughs> we need a bigger cross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, owning the Catholic cross. Maybe we should put that. Maybe we should enter that into the discourse on uh, True Social or something. <laughs> but uh, Franco, of course, is not the only person buried there. Right, uh, right next to Franco in the center of the basilica is his friend Jose Antonio Primo de Rivera. Um, Primo died exactly 39 years before Franco on the 20th of November, 1936. Uh, and he died because he was killed by the Republicans, which is based and good. Um, <laughs> and he has this little gravestone there uh, next to Franco, which, of course, has not created any problems after Spain 
sort of began to transition to democracy when Franco died. Right? Uh, it, it's, of course, not a bad thing to build a giant monument to fascism and Francoism, and nobody is going to turn up there and do a fascism in the years afterwards. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a little bit unfortunate. Uh, so <laughs> there's, every day at 11 o'clock, a priest says a mass, um, and at that mass, you can generally find old people who will sort of mill around for a while and then quietly start doing fascist salutes, um, which is not, which is not great. Yeah, yeah. They have to be comfortable first. Yeah, well, you got yeah, you got to get like you got to sample the vibes mm-hmm. and then do a fascism. And the vibes here are probably not great. Um, they also have a choir, incidentally, a choir of small children who what? S- sing. Why? Because fucking what? Yeah, because everything about this is cursed. Uh, there's a film. There's a film about these little children who go to a quote unquote traditional school at the Basilica, uh, which I can imagine is great, and they learn all kinds of wonderful things about critical race theory. Yeah. So the the priest also says a prayer for the fate of Spain and the blessed oh, no. ma- blessed martyrs, which. Uh, Really, really is wonderful and perhaps uh, points in the direction of the complicity of the Catholic Church in lots of the war crimes that we're going to talk about today. Second um, consecutive episode where the Catholic Church is responsible for the whole thing. Wow, I can't <laughs> believe the Catholics did anything bad. Oh, no, it's surprise. shocking, isn't it? Given their history of being kind and good and generally respectful towards people they disagree with. So true, James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problems with the Catholic Church. So. This particular church is hewn, it's just a giant hole in a granite ridge, right? Uh, it's a, again, a giant hole cut by the forced labor of prisoners of war. Uh, it's called the Valley of the Fallen because today it houses the remains of about 33,000 people. And this is what makes it the biggest mass grave in the world, right? The monument's register includes many of their names uh, and it has the motto. Caídos por Dios y España, so um, fallen for God in Spain, which conveniently overlooks the fact that most of the people there didn't like God very much and really didn't like the version of Spain that's being presented here either, right? Because the vast majority of them were Republicans, people who had fought against Franco's idea of Spain in the Civil War. Um, and the bodies that came there really kind of came there in two distinct waves. Um, so like I said, Spain has about 114,000 odd people who are buried in unidentified graves, right? The vast majority of these people are Republicans who were killed by Francoist forces, but some of them are not. Some of them are Francoists, Catholics, Carlists, other uh, like right-wing fascist type people uh, who were killed by the Republicans, right? Now, the bulk of those people were dug up and identified by the Francoist regime in the time that he was in power, and many of them were moved to the Valley of the Fallen, and they're identified there. Um, but the majority of the people in the Valley of the Fallen were Republican people whose remains were taken without their consent from mass graves where, where they were victims of Franco's terror, right? And they were moved to the Valley of the Fallen to be some kind of like weird pyramid sacrifice ritual uh i i, I don't have a, a, a complete grasp of catholicism but I, I i certainly don't understand this shit uh to sort of i don't know make make franco's 
temple more like spectacular and it's very strange it's it's, it's very cruel right uh i want to quote uh from the a bbc article in 2011 that was written about one of these people jorge valrico so um jorge valrico canales was taken from his home in august 1936 in the middle of the night and shot by a fascist execution squad his town had fallen to the uprising and he had been singled out as a socialist. In 1959, his remains were dug from a well and moved to the Valley of the Fallen. More than 30,000 war dead from both sides were transferred there on Franco's orders. For me, it's excruciatingly painful that my father's remains are in a place built to the glory of the victors in a military coup, says Fausto Canales. It feels like a double crime. First, when he was executed, then when they moved his body without our permission to a place which is totally inappropriate. So that experience, sadly, is far from uncommon, right? Between 1959 and 1983, like I said, about 30,000 of these graves were dug up. Um, lots of these were like shallow roadside graves. They were wells. Um, some people were buried in graveyards um, and they were transferred to the valley. Sometimes they weren't transferred in their entirety, incidentally. Uh, like they, they, These mass graves are not well organized um so like to to perhaps give some uh context here like these they began spain began exhuming these mass graves in 2007 right there was oh, a wow. historical memory law passed uh and and they're often just just jumbles of corpses and bones right some of these mass graves contain like a thousand people right uh, well, i don't so, imagine them being like hey we're gonna do a mass grave now you know what i mean like they're just kind of Digging a hole and putting bodies in it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fair to say. Yeah, no one made a good plan, uh, which is unfortunate, isn't it? But uh, yeah, they like they would well, they would get all the people who they identified as socialist or, or feminist or otherwise objectionable to their vision of Spanishness, and then kill them all. Yeah, and then put them in a hole uh, because they considered them to be less than human. And they seemingly seem to have like dived into the hole and grabbed some bits and pieces and moved them to the Valley of the Fallen at some point. And wait so wait, wait, like how are did okay like like what what actually like how, how are like the bodies in the valley of the fallen like held like what are are they just like are they in like caskets did they just dump them in another hole like, how, no how there are like there are like various it seems like there are various different like some of them are in these little stone there are like these little stone tomb looking things but i don't think that those actually contain the remains i think they're in these various pits uh, so the, they just it's it's another ma- they, they they moved him from one mass grave yeah, to it's another a, it, mass grave that they build a sacrifice temple over. Yeah, so they're now beginning to exhume the already exhumed bodies from so they're now digging up the the valley of the fallen, right? Uh to to identify these remains. Um Catalonia has a DNA registry, so if you believe that you're it would be like um people of our generation's grandparents if you believe that your grandparents are in a mass grave, that they were disappeared, then uh, you can register your DNA and they test it against the mass graves that they're exhuming. Um, wow. So that's how they, that's how they identify people. And Chris, do, do you know what won't dig a mass grave and throw your grandparents in it? I, I cannot in good Exxon Mobil. Answer that's that right, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Black Rifle Coffee Company. <laughs> Well, I was just going to go with Coca-Cola, but okay. that works well, too. Well, that's three options. Three Please. for three. Here's yep. the ads. 
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at highfivecasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And we're back. Hopefully there was no reference to mass graves in those uh, adverts, but we can't promise you that, sadly. Uh, we also can't promise you that there's mass graves they didn't talk about. Yeah, that's probably more likely, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, enjoy that advert for Nestle. Moving on. Uh, some of these mass graves have been identified by a Spanish nonprofit group called Innovation and Human Rights. Uh, and they actually have this incredible data set, specifically on the Valley of the Fallen where you can look up the location of, of the corpses that are there, right? So like, where did these, where the, of the remains that have been identified from where, where did they come? Um, 3,902 corpses. That's about 70 busloads of dead people, if, if you want to imagine that. Um, they came from this t- small town of Tarragona, which is where I used to live. Uh, that's that's not a big town. I was trying to think of like a California town to contextualize it by, but I think most people wouldn't have heard of of towns that small. Uh, this, despite being a pretty rural 
uh, area, the the Camp de Tarragona contain, contributed about 20% of the corpses that remain in the valley. And that's probably because it's part of Catalonia, right? Catalonia was, it, Spain is a, is a multinational state. So there are lots of nations within Spain, right? Catalonia and the Basque country being the ones that people are most familiar with. Franco particularly hated Catalan separatists. And so as part of this ongoing punishment of Catalonia for like trying to leave Spain during the civil war, uh, the Francoists dug up the remains of the people they'd already murdered and moved them to a long way from Catalonia, right? Uh, the Valle de los Gailos is near Madrid. Conditions for people who built the valley were pretty appalling too. Uh, the workers and their families lived in these shacks, according to archaeologists who exhumed them last year. Families lived in nine-meter square shacks with no water electricity. They made shoes out of old tires, and they had no windows or no heating. Their beds were made of stone, and they and their children suffered from malnutrition. Uh, it's it's not particularly rare for people to have suffered from malnutrition in Spain after the Civil War. Uh, this period was called the Years of Hunger. Uh, but even so, it seems like there was particular cruelty uh, applied to these people, many of whom were serving sentences for things like forming unions or forming student political movements, right? Like they, they weren't like they hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, that right. They were the victims of a totalitarian state. Uh, so one of those people is uh, Nicolas Sanchez Albornoz. Um, he was interviewed in a Catalan newspaper, El Nacional, uh, and he talks a lot about his memories there. And incidentally, uh, he escaped after a few months with the help of Norman Mailer's sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah, base Norman Mailer's yeah, sister. She's incredibly based, actually. Uh, like, yeah, she. She like helped him escape and then ferried him across the Pyrenees to France, uh, where he uh, escaped into exile in Argentina and lived for decades. Um, the only good, well, okay, I was gonna, I was gonna make an only good Argentinian exile joke, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 prob- it probably is actually genuinely worth mentioning that a lot, like a lot of people who were Jews fled to Argentina too, like right before World War Two. Yeah, and that's a huge thing, and you get people like calling them Nazis because they're fucking dumb as shit. And it's like, guys, come fucking on. Like you, if you can't tell the difference between a Nazi and the people they were killing, like, please stop. Okay. This has been my interlude about people doing this shit because, Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe, (sighs) maybe don't cast dispersions. Maybe uh, do a little bit of reading first. Uh, So yeah, a lot of people, a lot of them end up in, in Argentine exile. Actually, ironically, Argentina also claims universal jurisdiction. Uh, so what we've seen in the last few years is like uh, Spanish historical memory groups trying to uh, trying to get people who perpetrated crimes against humanity under Franco extradited to Argentina to be questioned, <laughs> which which is also very funny given that Argentina has its own legacy of crimes against humanity, right? Uh, and Spain does this shit too, actually. Spain claims universal jurisdiction. And we'll try and like extradite people who have done crimes against humanity in formerly colonized countries without Spain has not faced up to its own crimes against its own population. You know, I, I will say I am entirely down for like intentionally starting some sort of like Spain, Argentina, like shit fest where both of them like get pissed off at each other and start trying each other's war criminals. That seems really <laughs> funny. I would be, be I would be even more impressed to see. Um, are you familiar with who Balthazar Garzón is? Is he that weird 
prosecutor guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who, who tried to uh, who tried to try U.S. officials for crimes against humanity for the things they did at Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, it would be outstanding. I would love to see like Spain and the United States come to blows over like their respective crimes <laughs> against humanity. It would be wonderful, uh, sadly. And like in Iraq too, I think he like, um, what was it called? The, the, uh, did they call it enhanced interrogation techniques that they were using when they were like electrocuting people and yeah. such? Yeah, so like he tried to prosecute people for that. Sadly, like everything else in Spain, he strayed a little bit too close to looking at the corruption of the Spanish state and lost his position, uh, which is a shame. Uh, he, he did some pretty chuddly shit himself. Like he very clearly presided over trials where people had very clearly been tortured and was just like, oh, that's interesting to see you in the witness box giving this testimony. I'm not going to note the fact that you've like very clearly been beaten to shit with a nightstick. Uh, yeah, Spain, a country with no problems, famously. Um, so yeah, uh, Albornoz escapes. Actually, there's a film called uh, Los Años Barbaros, the barbarous years, I guess, uh, the barbarian years, uh, which which um, looks at his escape. And he was one of only two people to have escaped. But people died building the Valley of the Fallen, right? And then were buried there in this weird monument to uh, to Francoism. Uh, so like I said, Spain really hasn't dealt with its legacy of, um, of mass murder, right? Um, and it never really had a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. It never really dealt with the amount of people murdered after the war. Um, and it's really only in the last like 10 or 15 years that Spain has begun digging up these mass graves. So um, under Pedro Sanchez and the socialist government, um, they've, they've begun doing more to deal with this. In 2007, an earlier Spanish socialist government passed this thing called the Law for Historical Memory. And the Law for Historical Memory funded um, the recovery of the memory of the Civil War, right? Um, and you can draw very obvious parallels between how Spain has dealt with its civil war and its transition to democracy and, and how the United States has dealt with its civil war, right? Um, you will see, like, there, there is... Um, do, you guys, do you know what Vox is? Yeah, they're, they're like the insane far-right party in Spain. <laughs> yes. Uh, and So fucking cringe. Holy shit. Even, even <laughs> by the standards of far-right parties, like, oh my fucking God. Oh, God. Yeah, <sighs> I fucking... Uh, do they I, wear silly outfits? Well, oh... Yeah, I would imagine so. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's ever been a picture of them like where they haven't been in like the weirdest Be looking shit. Because occasionally, yeah. some of the like Spanish fascists wear some pretty gay outfits, and it's really funny. <laughs> Are you talking about the 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 foreign legion, the ones who wear yes, like yes, the, the, yes. The, if Tom of Finland created a military unit? Yes, yes. that is exactly who I'm referring to. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. They they are not so much like outright fascists as a as a fashy military unit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yes, uh yeah. It's I know, yeah, absolute thirst trap. Um, <laughs> just like people should Google photos if they haven't seen them. It'll occasionally pop up on like uh Twitter or something where people will find these incredibly butch dudes who like like it's not that they've unbuttoned their shirts, just so you it's understand. It's just that their pecs are ripping out of their shirts. <laughs> yes. No, it's their shirts are not equipped with buttons. Yeah, be yeah, be yeah. Because it, it, yeah, like to be in that unit, you have to be so incredibly buff that you uh, you start buttoning your shirt from the navel down. 
and which to be fair is more appropriate in Spain. I remember like uh, I used to teach in Spain and then I taught in the United States and like coming back and being like, oh, I really have to change the way I dress uh, to be appropriate for an American audience. And, uh, yeah, the to get back to mass graves and away from tactical thirst traps, uh, the what Spain didn't have right was like. Uh, Franco didn't get hung upside down from a gas station and beaten with sticks in the face, right? Uh, more's the shame. Uh, there's still time, right? His body, his body is still available for beating. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing. But uh, it, Spain never really faced its past, right? So in 1977, an amnesty law was passed which prevented any criminal investigation into the crimes committed in the Franco years. Um, statues of Franco, some of them were not moved until like the last five or 10 years. And when they were removed, um, it was like the government just went in in the night and scooped them up and no, no one really said anything and then they were gone. And so like Spain has only really, really recently entered into this period like that we call its second transition. Uh, and that's like its transition from... Uh, Spain began transitioning to democracy in 1978, right? But what we call the period after that is more of a post-dictatorship than like a, a complete democratic transition. And Spain was still processing, as you can see, right, many of its crimes under Franco. And it's it's really only begun to process those in the last few years. So um, that gets us up to the 2017 or oh, I think it's 20, 2018 election of Pedro Sanchez right in the socialist government and um, their decision to exhume Franco. Right, so Franco's, Franco's lying in this monument, right? It's the biggest mass grave in the world. Uh, and on the day of his death, on the 20th of February every year, uh, it's, it's a gathering place for fascists, right? So Franco and Primo de Rivera both died on the same day. And... Uh, like, uh, fascists and Catholics both love this this kind of weird spiritual magic shit. And oh, oh, really? About- oh, really? Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah is that a, is you that don't say. Yeah, I've I've heard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there are some books about it. Apparently. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it it's said that both of them have a fondness for this stuff. So them both dying on the same day is an extremely fucking cursed thing uh, that yep. has led to that uh, sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks if you if you ever have to go near this place on the twentieth of November, which I don't recommend. Oh uh, God, I can only imagine that must be the that must be the yeah. worst time. Yeah, because it's it, all because it, it's all of the nerdiest Nazis. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it, uh, but I, yeah, it's like if if like nerdy like Nazi internet people had a real life place to gather and just Jeez. openly do fucking fascist salutes. Um, yeah. God, that sounds like it sounds horrible. It's a fascist with a calendar, like no. Yeah, ugh. But a <laughs> yeah, calendar it, who's like into praying. It's like <laughs> ugh. Yeah, like, yeah. It's real, got fucking like really, like, really into praying. Yeah. Look, I'm, 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 yeah. Just, I'm just, I'm just gonna say this. If the if the anarchists were in charge, we wouldn't be having fucking stupid cringe pray fascist meetings. Uh-huh. We can, yep, this can be yep. prevented. 
The uh-huh. CNT can rise a third time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure, uh-huh. sure. But it, but it is the nerdiest thing ever to think about a fascist like updating their Google Calendar, being like, <sighs> yeah, for here. all their spiritual yeah. holidays yeah. where their leaders <laughs> yeah, yeah. died. Why do they always celebrate the day that their leaders died? It's always the weirdest. That should be thing. a celebration for us. Well, right? it's, fascism, like, it's, a, it's yeah. a death cult, right? Uh, yeah, like, you're, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. The, like their leader dying is it, th- this is the moment when they finally express the pure core of fascism. That's true. That that's actually a really good observation. That actually is yeah. is, uh, is more more on the point than what it should be. Right. Yeah. They're like it's... immortalizing them on that day, forever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, "Viva la muerte" was the slogan of uh, the uh, fuck. Did the African the African army? Um. Like, I, yeah. I think it was Spain's foreign legion. Actually, like "Long live death," and they called themselves like yes, the uh, yes. That is their slogan. They called oh. themselves the um, what's it called? The the fiancés of death. Yeah, like, they're they're, yeah. they're they're all gay because they're all married to death. Um, oh, sexy! Which yep. is pretty metal. They're also kind of fashy, but yeah, that 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 does really showcase mm-hmm. the whole uh, death cult aspect mm-hmm. of f- fascism. Yeah, you know, you know what isn't a gay necromancer? Again, we can't promise that. Oh, okay. now we think James, about it. I wish, I wish we could advertise some more gay, recommend, <laughs> gay necromancers. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I would be in my element. Ah, yeah. I've just done an ad read for a couple of them. Actually, I should have, should have let you know. I am so jealous. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all I want out of life. Yeah. Please enjoy these gay necromancy products and services. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. 
Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Okay, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. So, the incredibly cringe and just boomery fascist derivation on Franco's death uh, and Primo de Rivera's death on the 20th of November always happened at the Valle de los Caídos, right? They would turn up in 2010, Spain banned uh, like fascist symbolism, but this hasn't really stopped fascists doing fascist symbolism, right? Including bringing their phalange flags giving it the fascist salute, um, marching, uh, and ju- just generally doing like cringe, like where, where like uh, ROTC cosplay meet, meets the Catholic Church stuff um, on the 20th of November of a year at Franco's grave. Uh, and it, like there, there are always flowers on Franco's grave. Like you can't go there on a given day and not find... Uh, someone like lamenting the fact that Franco is dead and they can no longer just disappear people they disagree with, right? It's shit. Uh, And so, uh, incidentally, an amusing uh, sort of side effect of this was that, do you remember the Storm Area 51, like, Facebook thing? Oh, I sure do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, The the Raid Area 51. uh, Yep challenge mm-hmm. from like last year or right. two years ago yeah in 2019 three years ago wow. uh, i didn't really like a lot longer ago when you said yeah. it that way it does it also it also feels like a very 2020 thing it does uh, it does yeah so the spanish version of this was invade via de los caídos <laughs> with the slogan that like if the state the state can't get him if we get him first <laughs> So true. So true. I don't think this was an anarchist attempt to steal his body, but like massive respect if it was. I think it was just some extremely online people doing something that they thought was and actually is funny. Uh, which <laughs> it was, is. Yeah. It, like, unfortunately, it, it didn't really come to much uh, because they planned to do this on the 20th of November 2019. And in October 2019, Franco's body was removed from the Valley of the Fallen. Oh, okay, wow. see, this this is this is the thing with all of these things. It's the same thing with the fucking Stop Coney thing. Like, the, the problem that all of these groups have, if they want to do it, is they always set their date too far out. Like, <laughs> you gotta give it, you, like, at max, it has to be, like, two weeks out. Because if, if, if it's any longer than that, you, you the lose momentum. your momentum. The yeah, momentum you can get fucking, yeah. yeah, you get yep. scooped. Yep. So, yep. look, if, if you, if you, if you, if you want to seize the body of a dead dictator and throw him into a canal... You have to move fast. And that's why I'm announcing that in, for, 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 for November 19th, we're all... No, we probably should not yeah. go to Russia no, to, to, to have fun with Trotsky's body, should we? Yeah. No, we're going after... Is Trotsky's body in Russia? Yeah. I thought so. I, I know I've seen... Did they take I've, it back from Mexico? I, I have had, I, I've had friends that have gone places to make fun of Trotsky's body. Um, mm-hmm. 
Lenin's where, where body, is body? Is, Lenin's body's up for grabs. Like, okay, right. it's just sitting there. Yeah, well, we maybe could we could go get. Mm-hmm. We could go do. do I Lenin's think we body. should start small. Let's encourage the fans of the podcast between <laughs> now and what we got right. But now, on eleventh of November, right? Go after Papa Doc Duvalier. Get get him. Start. You know. Uh, that, and then move on from there. Uh, okay, it is. It's in Mexico. I yeah, you're right. There we go. Closer to the sort of geographical heartland yeah, of our listener and, base, and, and we don't need to go into a war zone. So yeah, no, yep, in the, the middle of November, we're all going to be going mm-hmm. going to Mexico road trip. Yep, field trip. Yep, let's go. You know, I mean, I, I will say there is something genuinely interesting here about the way that like. Okay, so you, you you look at sort of fascism, fasc- sorry, you look at fascism's death drive in the way that it sort of like creates these monuments to death, and then like you look at the way that every single sort of like like all of the say socialist regimes, like it, it's not so much that they have a death drive, but it's like they're like all of them. Like I learned this recently. Like I so I I knew that they didn't that they'd like embalmed Stalin, right? And like well, they embalmed yeah. Lenin, they embalmed mm-hmm. Mao. I've I learned seen they also. Lenin. Yeah, they they they, they, they but they, I also learned they did it to Ho Chi Minh too. No, yeah, it's just like they did it to like all of these people, and it's like there, there's there's this sort of weird, like <sighs> almost inversion of it where it's like, like on, fa- fascism is based sort of on like you know like on on the sort of totalizing worship of death, whereas mm-hmm. Stalinism is like it has this kind of inversion of it where it's like it's based on like a, a, a kind of like eternal life mm. for their leaders in this yeah, also incredibly it's... bizarre way. <laughs> I don't want to be like all of Europe is determined by its previous like totalitarian religions, but there's there's something is. Orthodox, yeah. <laughs> there's something orthodox about the way they've done the dead Russian dudes. So I, I want to talk about Franco's corpse a little bit, and then I want to end with something else because I, I I don't want to just focus on Spanish fascists because they suck and I hate them, and uh, I am sad that they are not all dead, but Franco is. Uh, so Franco's family weren't allowed to use the Spanish flag on his coffin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so instead they fucking got the Francoist flag, right? The the oh old nationalist oh flag, God. which because they are filth, uh, they did that instead. Um, they carried his his coffin onto a helicopter. They flew him by helicopter to Madrid, uh, where the service was presided over by a priest who is the son of Lieutenant Colonel Antonio Tejero Molina, uh, the man who led the failed 1981 coup that attempted to topple Spain's young democracy. So. Um, d- great to see this continuation of these elites, right? Like this is a uh, this is a country which has, of course, moved on completely from its civil war and dictatorship. Um, on the positive side, Franco is now uh, buried with his wife, uh, and he is very near to Luis Carrero Blanco, who people will remember as a podcast alumni and Spain's first astronaut. Um, so uh, I was going to quote Vox, uh, but I won't because they fucking suck. Uh, <laughs> and no one should quote Vox. Uh, you should just like throw fruit at them. Um, and I think that's like that's not an actionable threat, right? It's just fruit. Uh, sure, sure. No, don't throw like any fruits that are potentially lethal, right? Like a, like a large watermelon or something potentially fatal, like just a banana. Or if you know the 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 Vox representative is like allergic to a fruit, you throw it at them, mm-hmm. gets on mm-hmm. their face, then they die, then it gets blamed on James. We all get taken into a years-long lawsuit, and then we all lose our jobs. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Don't do that, no. Uh, blame someone else for that. Uh, you can, if, if you are directing the police uh, to me in Spain, they can contact me via Twitter DM. My Twitter is at... At, 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 chop, at Chapo Trap House. Yep, that's where you can find me. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I sell traps. Uh, okay, so... 
Uh, of course, Vox make exactly the same bullshit destroying history argument that neo-Confederates make in the United States. It doesn't make them any more right uh, because they're in fact wrong. But incidentally, someone else died um, on November the 20th. Uh, and that is one Buenaventura Duruti, right? Um, unlike Franco, he is not buried in a monument made by fucking slaves. Uh, he is buried uh, alongside other anarchists uh, in Montjuic in Barcelona. You can visit his grave there. Uh, it's very cool. You can always meet interesting people hanging around uh, his grave. Uh, and if you're in Barcelona, you should do it. Uh, Duruti died uh, in the middle of the Battle of Madrid. Uh, like so many other Spanish anarchists, uh, he died. Uh, it, it's a little unclear, actually, if he died because someone negligently discharged their own weapon into his back, um, which seems to be the most likely case, or leading a frontal charge on a machine gun, which which is how so many Spanish anarchists died. Uh, because they were so utterly convinced of their incredible, like, and they, they're not wrong. They, they were right about most things. Uh, but like, yeah, their willingness to die for anarchism was perhaps a little bit problematic. Well, I mean, this is, this is like a thing across the whole history of anarchism. Like, like part, one of the reasons the Russian Revolution went the way that it did was that like, it like the, the, the sort of like first crop of Russian anarchists, like the moment the white army formed immediately just went to the yeah, front yes. lines and all got killed. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. Lenin and meanwhile, Lenin and Trotsky are like fucking chilling and Lenin and like fucking uh, uh, Petrograd being like, ah! yeah, which is exactly what happened in Spain, right? Like Duruti, Ascaso, Ferrer, all these people like get to the front lines and immediately start killing fascists. Meanwhile, tanky uh, people. Uh, uh, I was going to say something else. Um, uh, like spending their time plotting and scheming to, from becoming a completely fucking irrelevant political force in Spain to taking over in a year and a half because the, they are the only people willing to provide weapons and, and many of the anarchists are dead. What uh, were you going to call tankies yeah, instead of people? I kept thinking <laughs> what, about that. What, are like... you, what were you going to call tankies instead of people, James? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just it makes me angry and i was just gonna just uh, that's that is that is an evasive answer yeah i was just gonna say scum or filth or a british swear that's, word that i can't use on the podcast because it offends american people which is Bummer. fine <laughs> <ever> Bummer. <laughs> yeah it's disappointing i don't want to be cancelled by a work mob Okay. Yeah. We're not gonna have yeah. a heated Australian moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly went full Australian, um, which like I, I've done it before on television, and, and it just doesn't end well. Um, All right. Uh, in Spanish, not English. Uh, which also a Spanish word. Twentieth of November in Spain this year. It'll be like what three weeks when people are listening to this. Some fascist shithead. If you live in a town in Spain, will be walking around doing shitty fascist things. Um, and people who live in Spain, of course, are very aware of this. But I wanted to finish instead with another thing that anti-fascists in Spain do in November. Uh, so on the 15th of November this year, uh, anti-fascists all over Spain will be gathering to remember 15 years without Carlos Palomino. Uh, people might not know who Carlos Palomino is, but I want to very briefly recap his story uh, to finish up. So on the 11th of November 2007, uh, Carlos Palomino and about 100 other anti-fascists got on the subway in Madrid to counter-protest a right-wing rally in Lucera, an immigrant neighborhood uh, that's home to Madrid's Chinatown today. On the train on the way there, he ran into a 24-year-old Spanish soldier, Jose, Josue Estebanez. Uh, Estebanez was dressed in clothes. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk about the brand, actually, because you shouldn't. 
hype market Nazis, but um, the, the, the clothes showed that he was a far-right skinhead, right? Um, Carlos Palomino notes this. Estebanez takes offense at Carlos Palomino noting his uh, Nazi clothes and stabs him with a machete. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, he stabbed someone else as well, but unfortunately, Carlos uh, dies pretty quickly. He was 16 years old at the time yeah. of his death. Uh, uh, he was the only child of his mother, and he lived with his mum, who was separated from his dad and his grandmother. Um, it affected his mother, as one can imagine, pretty terribly, right? The loss of, loss of her young son. Um, and as a result, his mother has become a prominent anti-fascist activist in Spain. Uh, she founded the Association of the Victims of Fascist, Racist, and Homophobic Violence. Uh, and 10 years after his death, a thousand people turned out and a memorial to him. Um, and ever, like, ever since he died, every year, uh, you'll see these massive rallies in Spain of anti-fascists. Um, if you've ever seen... Do you remember like a year or so ago, there was this video going around Twitter and there was a group of people uh, chanting like, aquí están los antifascistas, like, here are the antifascists. I, I see such videos on Twitter all the time, okay. so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't know. Okay. It like it gained relevance among people who I've never seen engaging with Spain in, in any degree okay. before. Uh, and it was a huge rally. So in 2021, thousands of people came out to remember him. Uh, and I'm sure thousands of people will this year too. Like it, it, with Spain's, like Spain's right for a long time tried to couch itself in terms of like the neoliberal center, right? Yeah, so like the Partido Popular would see itself in terms of like maybe the Tories in Britain, although the Tories are, are pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty mental. Uh, but like the, this kind of neoliberal European, right? Yeah, and it, it, it broadly uh, sort of wanted to see itself as part of this like, post-fascist European right. Uh, but in recent years, it's just taken this, this swing towards the hard right. Like Vox has emerged and even the Partido Popular, which would have seen itself as like neoliberal right, have tried to like out-Vox Vox. And they're now like just openly standing Francoism again. And in this climate, anti-fascism has also uh, seen itself resurgent, I guess, or an anti-fascist identities in Spain are more relevant or more, more common than they would have been uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago, something like that. And as a result, these memorials for Carlos have become bigger and bigger every year. Um, so I wanted to end with a letter his mum wrote to global anti-fascist collectives in 2011. In our memories, all the anti-fascist victims will always exist, who, fighting for a world of equality, dignity, freedom and social rights, were killed by the ideas of intolerance and fascism. The memory will exist for all those victims who, due to their different cultures, religions, or sexual orientations, were murdered by the same murdering hands who hate those who are different. Now it's time to continue working against hate. That is the best tribute we can offer. Their struggles were not in vain. We will continue the path, although they are no longer with us. In every action of anti-fascist struggle, they're inside and in each and every one of our hearts which I thought was really poignant. His mother is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this whole thing fucking breaks me. Like I I was, like this was a time when like I too was being a teenage anti-fascist in Spain. Uh, and this is someone who's like almost exactly my age uh, and, and uh, obviously isn't alive anymore. And uh, yeah, I'd encourage people to read more about him. Uh, I, I'd normally share these events on uh, on social media when they happen. 
And yeah, this is extremely sad and continues to be extremely sad because uh, Spain refuses to face up to its past of dictatorship. Uh, you can look up where Franco's grave is, uh, organize a protest and execute it within two weeks and toss him in the, uh, in the river if you want. I'd be very proud of you. That is absolutely a legal thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be prosecuted in Spain, but yeah. Uh, incidentally, Spain has prosecuted everyone from fucking clowns to puppeteers. Uh, for okay, now, uh, now, it's, now it's serious. When you start coming out for the clowns is when I, I start okay. getting personally okay. insulted. We need to do our episode on clown block soon, don't we? We do. I, I can put on, I have clown block right behind me. Okay, hey, let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then the British police will send someone undercover in your clown movement for five years. No, <laughs> who will marry one of you? And let and me, let me be a silly jester. Leave me alone. Nope, not in Britain. It's a, it's a crime. All right. Uh, okay, that's been our podcast. Do crimes. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin? I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.